Hi, I'm Cindy Newbecker. This is Daily Life in Christ, and thank you for joining me today. Um, we're in the third part of our um, series on love, and today we're going to talk about loving God. We are supposed to love God, um, and sometimes we might not know how to do that, not know if we are doing that. So we're going to talk about that. We talked about the the fact that God loves us and and these things are in concession you really need to get a revelation on how much God loves you I need to get a revelation on how God loves me how much because when we know how much God loves us it's much much easier for us to love other people and then therefore also love God so important to first get a really good solid revelation on how much God loves us really focus on that then go from there okay but now we're going to talk about loving God. Mark 12, 30 through 31 in the NLT says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. We talked about this. Was We used a different verse but said the same thing, a different gospel. In our last um, session, we talked about that all the, the commandments in the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments and all the, the law all culminates in these two commandments. If you love God with all your heart and you love your neighbor as yourself, then you, have, then you will be um, essentially obeying the other commandments because all of them are wrapped up in these two. Um, Deuteronomy 6.5 NLT says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Now that's the Old Testament too. So I mean, and it's all through the Bible, right? And I just find scriptures I feel that will help, but you know there's lots and lots more, and you certainly can go through your concordance and start looking them up. There's lots. But you know, how do you know if you love God? I used to wonder that when I was a younger Christian, when I, I got saved when I was about 13. And you know, as a teenager, I always wonder, well, how, how do you know if you love God? Because my, I don't know if you've ever studied the five love languages. My love language is physical touch. So I like to hug and kiss and my grandkids, my kids, you know, I love them. They will be hugged by me, <laughs> my husband. You know, when I love on people, I love on them with a hug. You know, that's how I love. That's how they know I love them because that's how I love. Now, I'm not saying you should categorize every peop everyone and the love languages are great, and I think it helps us understand ourselves, but I'm not so into just throwing people into slots and saying this is how, you know, I think you can have different, move in different love languages and so forth. But primarily, that's how I personally show love. So I used to wonder, well, how do I know if I love God? I can't hug him. I can't see him. You know, I can't touch him. How do I know? And um, after um, hearing some teaching on it and saying it out myself, I found out, um, you know, John, uh, John 14, 23 to 24 says, Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. Now the scripture also goes on, but anyone who doesn't love me will, will not obey me. He said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. So how do we know we love God? We obey him. Very plain. If you obey him, if you do what he says, you're showing that you love him. First um, John 4, 20 through 21 um, says, If anyone says, I love God, but hates his fellow believer, 
that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this commandment, command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. In our last session, we talked about the importance of loving other people. And here it's the same thing. In loving other believers, you're proving that you love God. Because you can't love God if you can't love people. And that's very simple. Now, you know, you could say, I like being by myself, and I just don't like other people, and I don't want to be around people, and I don't care about people, but I love God. Well, not according to this scripture. It says, it says very, very, very clearly um, that if you say you love God and you hate your fellow believer, that person's a liar. You can't love God if you don't love people. So you have to do both. And you're proving your love to God by loving people. Okay? So obedience is what he says, and loving other people is loving God. So we have to be obedient to his word, and and in his word says to love other people. So within that obedience comes loving other people, as well as doing whatever else he tells us to do in his word. Um, and then what does obedience look like? Ooh, this is good. It is doing what God's word says, not what the world says or does. I tell you, Christians these days look so much like the world, you can't tell them apart. We should look so different that it is so obvious that we are not. And I know we got cancel culture. We got all this craziness where everybody's about ready to put you in a position and wipe you out if you don't do what they think you should do. But you know what? That shouldn't move you. Shouldn't, who cares? That is not. That should not be a thing. If that's what moves you, that's your God. God should move us. His word should be what we do. I don't care if somebody wants to get all, you know, it shouldn't matter what other people think so much, especially if they're not Christians. Of course they're not going to like us. It's, of course they're not. Until they see the true living God and know him and have the love of God inside themselves, we just look kind of weird to them. And we should. We should. We should not be doing the things they're doing, justifying it and saying, well, God will forgive me. Because he knows your heart. And yes, he is a forgiving God, but you can't keep doing that. We cannot. What is Peter, is it Peter says, God forbid. Don't keep doing things that you know is sin. And you know that you know that you know when it's wrong. You know. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the world accepts is okay. It doesn't absolutely matter. If the word says, if the Bible says that's wrong, don't do it. Then you don't do it. And being obedient to that word, despite what anybody around you thinks, despite how you're shunned, how you're looked at like you're kind of goofy, no matter what anybody else's opinion is, God's will be very good of you for being obedient to his word and therefore showing him how much you love him. And wouldn't you want the approval of the God of the universe, the one that created it all, as opposed to some neighbor down the street who may think you're weird? Because it's a far better thing to be on the side with the Lord 
and being and being um, in favor with him and and loving him and having a good relationship with him than it is to be everybody's favorite person because you're doing everything they do okay we really got to change that as Christians we got to look different we should not be looking the same there's so much sin in the church today there's so much people are doing and saying well I mean it's okay no it's not no it's not when the Bible says it's not it's not and no amount of justification will fix it and we're not proving to God we love him we're proving to God we don't and that we're liars oh you don't want to be that you don't I know I'm kind of direct I know that's how I am but that's how God is too And when you read the word and it point blank says look here you say that you love God but you don't love people you're a liar if you say you love me and you don't obey my commands you don't love me and you don't know me very direct so um, let me let me move along here well here's another thing we don't serve God nor love God or attempt to love him out of fear or the consequences or consequences either such as if you got saved or came to know the Lord because you sat under a preaching or teaching that told you that you were going to go straight to hell if you didn't and out of fear of that you ran to the altar you may have been seeking fire insurance and really don't know the Lord so to love the Lord so a good ways to, to know the Lord is to love him <laughs> if you know him it's not hard to love him and many of us that's what we heard a lot is in growing up well you gotta get saved because you could die tomorrow and you'll go to hell and and that's not wrong that's actually true but 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 that's not how we develop a relationship with the Lord that's a fear-based relationship and nothing about God is fear-based nothing he doesn't move and and he doesn't lead and he doesn't guide by fear not ever fear or guilt any of those things he uses peace and he uses love and when he he wants you to get to know how loving he is and how sweet he is and how kind he is and you just oh you just fall in love with him when you do and it's not a case of I'm just I'm saved so I'm not gonna go to hell well if that's all you know and you're walking around saying that then it's a might be worth questioning whether you actually are saved I know that's harsh that's but still it's truth it's just truth we really really need to get to know the Lord you it's not hard to do and you don't want to run around thinking everything's okay and all right I'm free from hell well you didn't get the fire insurance you thought you had because your life is supposed to change your heart is supposed to change everything about you is supposed to change once you come into a personal relationship with the Lord it isn't just about dodging hell okay um, first let me see first John 4 16 uh, through 17 we know how much God loves us and we put our trust in his love God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them and as we live in God our love grows more perfect 
So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Hoo-wee. There you go. Now, understand, nobody's expecting perfection. God knows us. He wouldn't have had to have Jesus die and take our sin if we weren't going to sin, right? He knew we were going to sin. He knew we were going to make mistakes. He knew we were going to blow it. But there's provision for that. So that's why we go and we repent and everything's straightened out again. Everything's fine. So perfection isn't what we're going for. It's just doing better and staying on track and trusting God and carrying on. And when you blow it, quickly repent, get it gone, keep moving, keep going forward, keep learning, keep trusting, keep growing. That's the walk. That's the walk we're supposed to have in God, in the Lord. And that shows him how much we love him when we're obedient to keep on track. If we slip, we fall off, we make a mess, we get back on. There's always, always, always um, help. There's always, he gets us right back right. It's always forgiveness. There's always forgiveness. And so you don't ever have to feel like you're too far gone because nobody's too far gone. You can't be too far gone. He will always pick you back up and put you in the right place again. Always. Um, and, and also in the scripture which says we put our trust in his love, we, we talked about that in a previous session. But when we know how much God loves us, it's much easier to trust him and love him. And when we trust his love, it's easier to obey him. Much easier. If you read and, and you say you read um, about sowing, meaning planting or giving, and that if you sow, that you'll reap, right? And if you read that and it says, okay, if you give, you're going to, you're going to reap. You're, if you're going to, whatever you do for somebody else, you're going to get that back. If you believe that, if you know how much God loves you, you'll believe that. You'll look at it and go, well, that might seem a little odd, but I know God loves me, so I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So if you can trust the love, it's a little easier to obey. And obeying tells you, tells God you love him. Um, also, you know, and this is just maybe, maybe a little bit of a side note, but our faith only works by love. If you, you've got to, the whole Bible talks about faith. Faith is a very, very important thing. We will, I will teach on that very soon. But faith, if you are going to trust God, you're going to have faith for the things he promises, which he requires. He's got a whole Bible full of promises, but he requires faith to get them. In order for that faith to work, faith works by love. That's in Galatians 5, 6. I'm not going to read it, but you can look it up. Galatians 5, 6. Faith works by love. It's like the gas to the car. Love is the gas. Faith is the car, right? So love is the same thing. You've got to be walking and moving in love. You've got to be loving. You've got to receive love from God. You've got to give it to other people, and you've got to give it back to God. So it should be a constant moving, constantly in love. But the, the scripture also talks about living in God. You know, as we, we live in God, our love grows more perfect. How do we live in God? There's the question. So, John 1, 1 and NLT says, the be, In the beginning, the Word already existed. Now, Word is capitalized there, and that word, Word, <laughs> means Christ. That's Christ it's talking about. In the beginning, the Word already existed. 
the word was with God and the word was God. So we could we could we could put Christ in there for word in the beginning Christ already existed and Christ was with God and Christ was God. All right? When we live in God by living in his word by reading the Bible, Bible studies, listening to teaching, preaching, listening to this right now, that is living in the Word. We are living in Christ. Christ is the Son of God. He's also His Word. That's why they call Him the Word. The Word being the Bible. It's really cool. So if we're in Him, we're going to be in His Word. You're going to be spending time reading it. doesn't mean you have to read multitudes of it at any time. It means that you have to read whatever you feel led to read that day. And it's best to do it every day. If you miss days, you do. It's not the end of the world, but make an attempt to spend time on a regular basis reading the Word in some way or listening to podcasts like this or listening to teaching and go to church, listen to the preaching. You know what I'm saying? Bible studies are excellent, excellent things to get involved with other people and, and um, re or read yourself. Devotionals are also very good. All kinds of ways. There is just tons of ways to get into the Word. And if you're in the Word on a regular basis, very consistent, consistent basis, you will start to grow. And it says you'll start to grow in the, in, in the love. The love of God will start to grow in you. God's, it says if we live in God, our love grows. It grows more perfect. It gets better and better inside of us. Therefore, we can love other people better. We can love God better. We just function all together better. So I know in myself, I guess none of us are perfect. I try to be in the Word every day, but I'm not. Sometimes I have a schedule that doesn't warrant that. And so there's days where I miss and it's okay. God loves me. We're good. But I can tell if I go too many days without, if I get just too many days where I get start to get into a little habit of just not being in the Word, I can feel it. I can feel it on the inside of me. My, I can think of my Word levels low because I'm starting to get more aggravated and touchy and everything's bothering me. And, and, I, and I'm getting nasty and my love, my, the love within me isn't flowing. It's stopped right up. And I'm not a nice person. And I can tell that's because I haven't been in the Word. And the reason that the love has stopped is because I haven't been in the Word. I haven't been in the Lord, in the Lord and in His Word like I should, because God and His Word are one. So we must be in the Word in some way, shape, or form. Okay? You know, another good thing is to listen to it like in your car and your way somewhere. That's excellent. I mean, they're just so, I mean, technology today. There's absolutely no excuse not to be able to find some way to be in the Word. Doesn't matter what your schedule looks like. There's got there's ways. You can even go to bed and listen to it on your you know Bible app. You know there's just so many things. So there's ways. So there's no excuse. Um. So when then we'll start to understand His love for us and we'll. We will be more in love with Him and love other people and, and be more obedient. So the truth is, the more we're in the Word of God, the better our love flows, which that scripture says. And I personally, in my life, it has shown out to be very true. And I've seen it in others, too. I know, you know, close relatives that you can tell when they haven't been in the Word for a while, they start getting a little snarky <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you think, hmm. So you just pray for them. 
We don't run and tell them, hey, you know what you need to do. You pray for them. And the Holy Spirit can just remind them, hey, you haven't spent any time with me lately. And they change it, you know, just like you want to. You know, you want people praying for you if you are in a low place where you haven't been where you should be. So that's loving people. Praying for them, by the way. Praying for people is a good way to love them. Very good way. And it's obedience to the God because we're supposed to pray for others and therefore shows us shows that we're loving God too. So it's just a big good thing. We love people, we love God, and you can kind of do it all in one in one swoop, you know. But if you're loving people the way you're supposed to, you're loving God. Anyway, so there you go. I hope this has helped you. I hope this has blessed your heart. And um, I hope that the Holy Spirit has given you some revelation on the subject of love that maybe you didn't know already or reminded you of things that you, you knew but you forgot. Okay? Thanks for joining me today, and I'll see you again soon.